Moncrief on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, once again, uh, it's time to have every single conceivable problem you could think of solved by our expert panel of Declan Buckley and this week Claire McKenna. Good afternoon to you both. Hello, Hello. John. Right. Hello, Claire. Uh, of course, hello yeah. there. Hello, yeah. You've never actually met each other in, <laughs> no, in real life. It's, it's all like, like it's like a Tinder date. It's like uh, yeah, digital <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that uh, that analogy, uh, but uh, we won't go into the details on that at this hour of the day. Right. Anyway, uh, here's your first question. For the past year, I've read about all the people who made the most of the year of lockdowns, whether baking or developing their cooking skills. Others have lost weight. Some have reinvented themselves. Good for them. I did none of that. My husband, however, took up sea swimming and running and is incredibly smug about the whole thing. It's all he talks about when anyone calls the house or his mobile. He always finds a way to crowbar it in. He'll pass remarks to me like, you need to get involved in something like me. Sea swimming changed my life. You should make most of this time. You'll never get it back. And on and on and on. This is most days. He buys all this gear and wears it on days he's not running so we can break them in. Show off really. I find the whole thing boring and pretentious. I have found this year hard. I've worked full time and in my off time I just wanted to be that off. I want peace and quiet at least when the husband is out of the house being his best self I can get some me time. Him focusing on things I haven't done really bothers me. I didn't want uh, to do them. If I did I would have. I think I'm at snapping point at this stage and I think the thing that I may do this year is harm my relationship but his smugness and judgment is constant. I don't think I'm overreacting. I need him to lay off. Claire, why do they call it sea swimming? It's just swimming. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so different than getting into a pool that's partially heated and that you have to walk through a trough of disinfectant before you get in. You just step straight into the waves. It is sea swimming. And look, I'm all for health and wellness, but this guy needs to stop. Um, I think with any health or wellness advice, it can't be preachy. It doesn't work. It sounds patronising. People turn off and you think you're doing them a favour. You're actually not. You're doing them a disservice. Like when I had my first child, um, I had a relatively positive experience. I mean, it wasn't my favourite day in the world, but I had a positive experience and I'd done a course that promised I would stay calm and capable. I found that happened and I just wanted to show from the rooftops to anyone scared of labour that it can be okay. And I didn't show it from the rooftops, but I did tell some close friends who were also due to have babies. And two in particular came back to me telling me their birth stories as they were being wheeled down for emergency C-sections or any of the mad stuff that could go on. And they were crying to themselves saying, I'm not having Claire McKenna's labour. And I'll never forget it. It was a real eye opener for me that you think you're doing someone a favour and actually you're doing them a bit of a disservice. Everyone's at different stages, particularly in this pandemic. While sea swimming is indeed fantastic and it's shocking that it was on our doorstep all this time. Don't go shoving (laughs) it down people's necks. Yeah, uh, but, but isn't he, uh, he's he's found this thing, uh, but he's using it as a stick to beat as well. He doesn't care if she does it or not. He just wants her to feel bad. That somehow is making him feel better. I don't. That's... I don't know. I don't know. If I, sorry, I care. Well, that's not what I picked up at all from that that thing at all. I mean, I thought that I felt that this woman was getting 
triggered by whatever this guy was doing, whether it was posing around in his new swimming pouch or whether it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just a constant proselytizing and evangelizing about, you know, his new hobby. I think women get frustrated by partners' hobbies a lot because they can feel that they don't get equal time to pursue their own interests because of the way that the dynamic can sometimes be set up. And um, However, that's not what this woman is saying here. She, she seems to be kind of getting on about him looking like he's showing off, he's being pretentious. Um, I, I wonder whether or not she is kind of feeling a bit triggered by whatever he's at. Immediately what I thought about is because a few months ago we had a very similar problem except the genders were flipped over. And I remember the time Barbara and I, our advice was similar-ish in that we both thought that she needed, the, the wife in that scenario who wanted to keep things healthy, needed to find a way rather than preaching to the, the partner to show the partner through good example that this is the way we can kind of get through this together by being healthy and getting out there, whether it's in the water or in the woods, I didn't care. But that was the kind of vibe we were going for. But now we have a scenario where somebody's doing that, when they're actually going out there going, I'm feeling good about this and this is, wow, I can't believe it. By the way, sea swimming is a misnomer. It's actually just going for a coffee with a few of your mates and getting into the water for about five <laughs> minutes, getting back out again and going, wow, that was horrible, but I'll see you next week. Um, it's not actually also a convention of the body beautiful. Loads of people stand there and going, look at me, I'm ripped. There's a lot of people with very normal bodies because guess what? Normal bodies are all different sizes and shapes. I, I wonder whether or not it, it, there's a bit of a, an, an emotional reaction going on here. And what, what is completely uh, this person's... Uh, right to say I'd rather sit at home watching Netflix to kind of slap back at somebody else doing their thing is also is a bit problematic for me as well so I, I think until they actually kind of are very honest about what they're both kind of doing it's it's a bit ambiguous to me so my attitude is you just get in the sea get in the sea either metaphorically or literally get in the sea yeah but it's a, it's a, like it, like Claire said about delivering a child is, is a different experience for every single different woman. So this guy's found something that he really likes, but he keeps foisting it on her. Now, I don't know if that's, is he judging her? Uh, or or it, it's it's just, I don't know. I don't know what his motivation is there because it's, I find it always odd when people try to foist their solution on other people. Claire. Well, yes. And I mean, I'm happy that we're, that I seem to have made the pandemic a metaphor for, Labor, because it is a bit like that. Some people want to do it at home and have, you know, fairies, fairy lights and whale music in the background. And that's great. And other people, you know, want to be helped medically. You know, it just is very mm. different for every single person. And there's no right or wrong way. We just have to get through it. So don't be evangelical about it all. Yeah. Now, of course, the thing is, though, he is evangelical. So this is the problem. How does she get him to back off? Well, that was my favorite part of the email where she just said, I'm working a lot. I just want my downtime. She needs to say, you need to use the old prayed sandwich technique. I think it's great that you're doing all this. I'm really proud of you. You look great in your speedos, whatever. <laughs> Hit him with the whammy. Stop shoving it down my throat and getting into every bit of the conversation. Do you know you're doing that, by the way? But well done and see you in an hour when you get back from the beach. Yeah. And there is you also know, the fact, John, that with the... <laughs> 
There is also the fact that there isn't there isn't a lot of other things to talk about. So, you know, for me, mm. I feel talking about the pandemic is what everybody's doing at the moment. And I find that grating. So it's kind of like uh, maybe that it's when the other topic is he's trying to be a little bit kind of hashtag inspo, uh, you know, giving people, a, a, you know, a bit of a positive vibe. <laughs> Yay, I'm doing something. I've actually got something going on. And that's, you know, we none of us like hearing what other people are doing anyway. I think, unfortunately, we like to do our own thing and we like to feel like we're in control of stuff. Hearing somebody else's great life is kind of part of the reason why we kind of hate to look at Instagram. But it's kind of, it is that thing. I think in this instance, so she's, this woman here appears to me to not be able to tell him that, that she's not able to say to her husband, I'm happy for you, but please stop talking about it because it's making me feel whatever. Is it enough for her to just say, it, just full stop, I just don't want you to talk about it? Or does she need to explain to her husband that he's making her feel things, whether it's guilt, whether it's frustration, whether it's anger, whatever it is, I, I think that's the bit that is at the nub of this. Because yeah. it, it could be about anything. It could be about playing chess. Uh, the uh, 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 Someone's texting to say, uh, how do you know a sea swimmer? They'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> it sounds a little like this guy is actually struggling in the pandemic and he's just pointing to his sea swimming lifestyle to almost convince himself that things are grand and maybe uh, distract himself from his own negative feelings. Uh, I agree with you, Sean. We don't say pool swimming when we go to a pool, do we? Uh, is your man who is sea swimming also turned into a Viking in appearance and singing sea shanties before he sets off swimming? Uh, Ed says, I bet he's also a cyclist. <laughs> oh, oh <those>. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like that couple have absolutely nothing in common. Not anymore anyway. He sounds like an awful pain in the arse. Can you say arse on the radio? Well, I've said it twice now, thanks to your text. So, Please uh, stop saying it, John. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop saying arse. Okay, arse, arse, arse. Right, okay, we'll move on to our uh, next question. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been together for about 14 months. I like our relationship because it's easy and not too serious. We don't live together, but talk most days. We both have pretty demanding jobs that we love, but we make uh, time for each other when we can. That was how I felt until two months ago when she very excitedly told me she was pregnant that we were pregnant I'm still shell-shocked we didn't plan for this we don't live together I don't even know if I want to marry her I'm leaning towards no on that front at the moment she's met my mother maybe twice so far yet to meet any siblings she has our lives now written out in this perfect timeline of living together having the baby and marriage I simply don't see it as being a, such a smooth transition I'm not ready to be a father I was barely ready for a relationship but because it was so casual I was happy. I'm not going to abandon her or my child, but I don't know if I want this relationship. Do babies automatically mean a binding contract forever? If I say this to her, I will devastate her. She's so excited and I don't want to ruin this time for her. When we do sit down and have this conversation, as the pregnancy progresses, I know it will be harder. I'm not saying I want to end things as such, but I definitely need them to slow down so I can get my head straight. Should I say it like that? Is that fair? Ooh, Declan. Yeah, oh, this one is kind of, it's so complicated because, look, look from the outside, it's, it's normal, if not incredibly mature, to question major life choices or events, whatever, especially if you're the kind of person that wants to be in control and know exactly what's going on. However, we all know we're all living in a pandemic. Life has a way of not letting us be those people. Life is messy, throws us curveballs. Having, having said that, it's still incredibly normal for us to go, is this right for me? Is this what I want? I think the first thing I want to say about this situation is, is that they're both 
in shock, both of the people here, because it's it's a major sudden thing. It wasn't planned, so it's normal to have a reaction. The reaction can be one of optimism and determination, or it can be, you know, like this guy kind of crippling doubt. Uh, the, the, the reality is that those reactions don't really mean anything because it's the course of actions that people choose that what that's what really matters in the, in the end. That's what actually becomes the reality. Um, I think until this guy gets some kind of a sense of um, ownership over the situation, um, he's going to feel like he like like he he does now that he's not really kind of part of something that is something that's kind of happening to him. Um, and not a situation that he was actually part of creating. And the way to, as he's already pointed out for himself, he knows is to is to is to get to a conversation. Honesty needs to be on the, the table there. He needs to get this whole thing out of his head and into the real world, not the kind of ideal planned world where everything goes according to the way you thought it would when you were fifteen. You know, I, I think that when he first heard this news. Um, it doesn't sound like they had a very deep conversation. It sounds like they were both in shock. And again, that's mm. completely normal. But I think they need to go back there, have a grown-up conversation about what's actually happening and how you, they both feel about it. And he might even be surprised to find that his girlfriend has doubts as well. Maybe she has more than he has. And he might even be surprised that when faced with her doubts, that his own doubts kind of change in form or shape, maybe even seem less. They might even seem more. But the, the, the thing is, is that without actually having that conversation and coming up with honesty, um, it's, 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 he's going to be in this kind of place in his head and it's his responsibility. That's the main responsibility now. Parenting, whatever, all that, that's down the line. The responsibility now is expressing himself and taking responsibility for what's actually happening now and, that, and that's the one that he, I think he just needs to move on quickly because the longer he leaves that to happen, the more this is just going to be one big mess of, 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 of uh, yeah, carnage. Mm. Uh, so do you, do you agree with that, Claire? He should tell her sooner rather than later. But then again, what should he tell her if he's not too sure himself? Well, I don't know why he hasn't told her yet. I mean, I'm trying not yes. to be guided solely by the Disney princess that lives inside <laughs> me and wants happily ever after for everybody. But <laughs> there are two parts I really have an issue with. It's two months that he's known this news. And instead of sitting down and talking with her, his girlfriend of 14 months who is now pregnant, he's faffing around thinking, and what do yeah. I think? And I'm leaning to a no and she's only met mom twice. Stop, sit down, talk. And two, he says, is a baby a contract for life? Yeah. Well, that is a big fat yes. It's a human being that you both made that you will both be responsible for. And I mean, look, it's 2021. Of course, there can be two consenting adults enjoying a casual relationship but there has to be a communication between those two people yeah. to make sure they're both on the same page. It seems like she is like in love with this guy. And she's like, oh, my God, it's a shock pregnancy. But sure, look, we were heading that way anyway, weren't we? We'll yeah. move in together. We'll get married. And here we are. And she doesn't realize that he is not into this. So she needs to be told stat lying to her is way worse and not saying anything is way worse. Yeah. Then again, he might have, you know, he might have ended up that in that place anyway. But I suppose it's it's just all moving a bit too fast for him. I wonder if leaning towards no, though, it, 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 because in order to, to, I'm leaning towards no now is what he said, which mm. means he's obviously then 
in his head being kind of leaning towards something else where maybe or yes or whatever, which regardless of that, it means that in, in the context of that relationship, he, he was considering it. He was having this whole thing, you know, this is where this is going. Maybe it's not going, it's going there too fast or whatever it is a completely different situation. And I think, again, I think sometimes when you're faced with something just lands in your lap and it's not what you considered, the immediate reaction like a two-year-old two can be to try to slap it off the table because you don't want dinner now. When in fact, the, the adult thing to do is to actually just go, look, I'm in shock. I take in my breath. Yes, I totally agree. Two months is really long time to be in your head thinking about stuff. He needs to get it all out there, but maybe he's 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 less kind of sure about what he actually thinks, and it's actually the uncertainty is is just rolling around in his brain. He just needs to talk, and maybe maybe in in that act he can actually get some kind of confirmation about how he actually does feel. Yeah. But you know he is—he he is going to be a father. There's no way around that. Oh no, absolutely, uh, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, pal. Uh, right, my sister has a really annoying habit of saying words wrong all the time. Uh, specifically instead of specifically. Supposedly, uh, supposedly instead of supposedly. She adds a h to the word tongue for some reason, so it becomes thong. Uh, yet she won't pronounce the h in words like this or that. In all these words that she uses every day and all incorrectly, I find it embarrassing when we're together with some of my friends or work colleagues and she makes these mistakes. I've seen a few colleagues lips curl up and I know they're clocking every word she she gets wrong. At first I laughed it off but now I think it makes me look bad. I used to correct her but it led to arguments so she must be self-conscious about it. I know people will say I'm picking on my sister but why hasn't she fixed it? So Claire is this about the the, the sister or the person who wrote in the, the email? Yeah, I'm afraid it's the it's the the writer, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> I think it's interesting because it's usually a family thing that everyone says thong or hopsable or whatever it is. So it's interesting that one sister speaks this way and the other doesn't. But I think she needs to just embrace it and let it go. I mean, we all know that we can't change people. We can only control our own reactions to them. And I think she should find these little quirks endearing like I had a friend we used to share a house together and I had to stop her telling people that we had gorgeous chlamydia down the back of the garden and it was climatic <laughs> <laughs> and she, she herself loves that story you know we all get mileage out of that and I'm, you know like even when your kids are learning how to speak and they pronounce mine couldn't say f's for ages they re- replaced everything with a y and I nearly didn't want them to grow out of it even now my daughter's seven and she calls flamingos maflingos and mm. I I don't want it to go I think we should just enjoy these little things I mean obviously there's some speech impediments which might hold a person back that they might themselves want to, to go and get fixed but these are gems and quirks that make your sister your sister I think give it a rest stop criticizing her and, and you know embrace it as I say <laughs> yeah it's, it, it sounds to me like maybe there's a wee bit of snobbery there Declan yeah, you know, the, the, apart from the kind of the, the, the comedic effect, which, you know, Irish culture has a long tradition of these malapropisms and, uh, you know, kind of the, the word games and all that kind of stuff. Aside from that side of it, I was kind of reminded of the attitude that people have towards accents and where you're from and whether your your, your vowels are pronounced in the right way and, and you know, kind of received pronunciation and, you know, the, the, all this kind of nonsense that is actually just... It's completely a social construct. It's all complete nonsense. If you if the if your sister is able to get her point over and make herself understood, 
by and large, maybe she's gone around the scenic route, but she's getting people to understand her. Then she's doing what she needs to do. He, this person, whoever wrote this letter in, is just a little bit uptight. And I think they need to, maybe they need to get in the sea with our first writer. They just need to get in the sea. It's just like they need to calm down. <laughs> because, I mean, if people are curling their lips, shag them, really. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of like malapropisms uh, a lot of the time anyway, even uh, among adults. Still, people are, are texting in about the uh, the sea-swimming husband. Uh, the uh, John in Dublin says, a Swim in the sea was once something you did on a warm summer's day. When in the name of God did it become a cult like cycling? Uh, Sue, says, <laughs> so Sue says, this guy is full of endorphins and happy stuff from his new routine. Very annoying to listen to. She needs to name it for him and, and move on. Get over yourself is Aww. one way of shutting him up. I don't know if that might make things kind of worse <laughs> yeah. and uh, but Richard the Thatcher probably uh, wins today for the most practical solution to this problem he says that woman with the smug sea swimming husband who's driving her nuts should have an affair ideally with a triathlon athlete that'll help take her mind off things and her husband gets all <laughs> smuggy smuggy McSmug face about his swimming she can smile and say well done dear <laughs> Claire Claire and Declan thank you both uh, very much you are listening to the Moncrief show on News Talk we're going to take a break back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief on News Talk.